Grow CFO is where finance leaders grow together. Join thousands of like-minded professionals using GrowCFO to access the combined knowledge and experience of the finance leader community. You can join us today at growcfo.net. Hello and welcome to the GrowCFO show. My name's Kevin Appleby and I've got Chris Treadwell back with me today. Hello, Chris. Hi, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. So, Chris, um, the reason that we're together today is to talk about the finance system survey, something we did 12 months ago and we're about to do again. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was um, one of the very early activities we did and kicked off just before or just as the pandemic was hitting. So um, whilst we had a great response to it um, 12 months ago, it will be really interesting to see how the last 12 months has changed people's opinion on the software they have, that they're using, whether they've had to make changes in the last 12 months. Uh, It would be interesting to to get the feedback to see whether responses change at all or whether, um, whether they're still quite similar to the information we gathered. And of course, we've got so many more members now. Um, hopefully, we'll get um, a larger response and a, and a broader um, a broader um, scope of responses as well. Absolutely. And I remember one of the things that we were quite surprised at from last year's survey, we were asking people about whether they had a cloud-based solution or not. And there were lots of varied answers on that one that people were, were very unsure whether they had it or not. And we, we got answers about the same piece of software. Some people saying it was in the cloud and some people saying it wasn't. Mm. Now, having to work remotely for a lot of folk will have certainly sharpened the attention on that one, I would think, Chris. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It was one of the biggest observations I took away. Uh, it kind of jumped off the page at me, really, is that, you know, as you suggest, um, the system can't be all of, uh, it can't be both on-premise and, and in the cloud. Uh, it's got to be one or the other, so somebody's wrong. Um, but I think what it drew out is just the lack of um, uh, education around cloud technology and what it really is, especially in the finance world. I think there's often um, some of the more traditional um, uh, systems on the market that are now available remotely. Um, You can access them via the cloud, but then still on-premise solutions. They still have that traditional architecture under the hood. And so um, that can be misleading to people who don't necessarily have the the time to explore into the detail, especially if they're being marketed as available in the cloud. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're cloud-based um, you know, cloud native solutions, which most of them aren't. So, um, yeah, the server I, in the office turned on and something in the cloud's talking to it. Exactly that. And I think, as you alluded to, you know, I think maybe a few people will have discovered in the last, you know, 12 months that um, actually maybe their solution isn't truly cloud, especially when whilst they might be able to do some basic things from home when they were only working from home one day a week. They might be able to run a quick report or they might be able to um, uh, uh, check a little bit of information when necessary um, in order to be able to do the uh, the period end close or, or do their month end reporting. 
um, might have been quite a different set of circumstances. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, whether people have, um, have changed their knowledge and understanding around that topic. Certainly it's something within the Grow CFO community that survey has prompted so many of the subsequent sessions that we've had every Tuesday um, to try and create a bit of education for the community around those particular topics. And certainly the, the, the um, story around cloud native versus cloud hosted was was certainly one of the the topics that we took away to try and cover off quite early on mm. so over those 12 months people have had new challenges that remote working thing will have become very sharp in some people's minds um it's been an odd time time with a lot of stuff's got cancelled time where money's been short for some people but time where they've had to adapt and being able to work remotely is one of the key things you've got to adapt for. Does your feeling of the market, Chris, I know you're working for an accounting software supplier, being very mm. close to the market, do you think many people have implemented new systems in the last 12 months? I, I, I think it was um, certainly we're, you know, we're positioned in the mid-market um, section and they we have those entry level solutions uh, that we're all familiar with like Zero and Sage 50 and QuickBooks and then those at the enterprise level of, of sort of your SAP Oracle ERP systems and I think that there's been a different market narrative in those different buckets um, certainly um, when, when the pandemic first, first uh, impacted um, we found a lot of our projects put on immediate hold because people were trying to establish and understand, you know, what the priorities were in their yeah. business. And um, being in the consulting world, um, one of the reasons I got involved with Gross CFO at this time last year was because the projects that I was expecting to be working on were put on hold. I think that was, mm. was something pretty general about mm. the project world, certainly in, in, the, in the March to June period. Yeah, we're figuring out what was going on. Absolutely. And I think the the sort of it rolled over probably for us through till probably Q4 last year, where things started to pick up again. Mm -hmm. People started to pick up projects again. Look, there's always circumstance for every individual organization, some that um, it was um, mission critical for them to make an immediate change. Um, yeah. A killer launched a, a fast uh, fast start program where we got um, some customers who just needed something right now in the cloud because they couldn't operate without it and we could get them up and running in five days that was something that we supported the market for uh, and there were some people that needed mission critical um, uh, mission critical change for most it was put projects on hold um, in, in the mid-market space but and as I say, back small, in the small space Chris that that quick Action well, is somebody well, you do zero and QuickBooks as well. You just literally you sign on the website, you pay your subscription, yeah. and away you go. Yeah, it's and it's interesting because that was absolutely the case. A lot of people making some big shifts to zero. We heard, um, we we know some people over at zero, and 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 certainly um, they had some success at the start. What um, I think they uh, suggested is the the narrative around the the entry level systems and the bookkeeping systems is now the end user, the end customer is really starting to struggle 
to get paid themselves for the work they're doing on the on the ground, mm-hmm. um, especially if they're bookkeepers themselves and they have half a dozen customers uh, or, you know, however many it may be that are struggling in whatever business that they are trying to do. Um, so they're now hiding behind the phones and payments are slipping and, and, and times are starting to look hard. So it'll be interesting to see how that market um, evolves over the coming months. We're starting to hear that, that moving forward. The mid-market, we experienced a pretty stable um, uh, experience for our customers. You know, they weren't really changing much. Finance software is so critical to a business and was so critical back then as people needing to better understand where their money was, where their costs were, what they could save, where they where the new markets might be. Uh, you know, analyzing that data was more important than ever. And um, and so many people jumped on systems use it. So they weren't going to re- get rid of it um, or, 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 or maybe um, uh, cut back on that expense. Um, it, it, it wasn't possible. Um, I don't know so much around the ERP, the top end, but I imagine the bigger businesses put those projects on hold as well um, and that they're picking up again. But we're definitely starting in the last couple of, you know, since Christmas at least, um, from inquiries at least, um, we're as busy as, I'm as busy as I've ever been, um, which is great uh, because I think the market in general has realigned themselves. Those that are back on a path to you know we, we we've got an end goal in sight there's they've they've repositioned themselves have various scenarios but those scenarios will always be how they can continue their growth trajectory um and that often requires a system to underpin the support that um and so these projects need to move forward and um um so yeah i think they, those people are starting to pick them up again i wonder just how much of this is being reporting driven not not month end close but you know, the need to have good accurate information all the time and up to date and kind of up, up to date and updated regularly and mm-hmm. uh, certainly a good friend of mine who lives around the corner i know she was talking at the beginning of pa- pandemic about having to do a cash flow forecast almost daily for a fairly major firm of, of uh, solicitors mm-hmm. um so I, I just wonder how much of the market is being driven by, well, if we want real-time up-to-date numbers, that then implies a cloud system that's got APIs that are pulling all the, all the information in from other systems virtually in real-time. You, you raise something in your sales system, it's in the accounting system. Something goes through the bank, it's in the accounting system. And literally, you can push a button on a given day and you can get an accurate position of exactly where you are. Um, I know we had a, a Tuesday session, a future of the finance function session, when we were talking about, well, how can you take that real-time information and automatically put it into your cash flow forecast? We talk about plugins that can do that sort of thing. Mm, so scenario I just planning. feel that, that that kind of, we need up-to-date information. We need it way more often than we ever used to. And we need to plan scenarios as well. I just wonder how much that's been a driver of the market over the last 12 months. Look, I think, I think you're absolutely right, but I'd say, look, it was going that way prior to the pandemic anyway, but no doubt it's given it a bit Mm. of a, a a, a shock prompt and push Uh, like a lot of things. This pandemic has catapulted 
projects forward that otherwise would have maybe have still been ongoing or going on for a few more years yet. Um, so no doubt it's having an impact. I mean, I would say that in my direct world, um, I typically speak to people who are very much needing that level of functionality uh, and the existing entry level system can't support it. So that's why we're having a conversation, whether it's now or whether it was two years ago, that was still often the case. So it's organizations that are appreciating that in order to, to move into the future is that exactly the things you're talking about um, are, are so important to um, uh, the, the future finance professional is they're not spending all their time um, dealing with transactions and and um and pulling data from one system to the next but rather analyzing data and that can only be done through process automation and and better access to information um across your systems so i think people acknowledge that people accept that um and no doubt that is front of mind when people are looking for a new system um both driven by what is a general narrative around the, the industry, but also driven by their boards, their leadership teams that are demanding, mm-hmm. yep. um, you know, quicker, more accurate, uh, more real-time information to make those strategic decisions. Mm, yeah. So 12 months ago, we did this survey, Chris. It told us a few things. What, if, based on that, what we found out 12 months ago, what would we expect to find the trends have been over the last year it it will be interesting to see i mean i think that certainly within our community um we already have quite a lot of forward-thinking finance leaders you know they're part of this community because they want to learn because they um are already pushing the boundaries of what's possible and they're wanting to gather even more information from their from their peers to support that. Um, and so that kind of came out from the survey is that people acknowledged that either that they'd already made the jump to a, a real modern system and it was supporting their, their, their function well, or they knew it was an exercise they were going to have to undertake and that further integrations and, 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 better access to data and all that sort of thing was going to be an ongoing effort into the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, it will be really interesting to see whether, I mean, the, we had responses last year from people who were still supporting their finance function on Excel alone. Um, be interesting to see whether that's still the case. Um, um, we've evolved the questions a little bit from what we've what we've learned because I think there's somewhere we'd like to understand a little bit further still as to um, how the last 12 months has impacted people because I don't when we when we when we structured the survey we didn't have the pandemic in mind uh, it was just a general uh, inquisitive um, uh, survey because I think whilst um, there's lots of marketing noise around the industry and there's lots of assumption from us suppliers as to what people's perception of uh, the finance market looks like. I think very much there was an opinion that there was entry level systems and there was enterprise level systems and there wasn't much in between. We tried to, you know, 
open people's minds to the fact that there is a, a stepping stone in between the two and it can be very powerful. Um, so, but we've got so many new members that weren't part of that survey first time round. So, um, you know, I, I think, I think it's very much well worth doing again. I think we've added a few questions in around the last 12 months, around the months ahead as well. Um, you know, of course, we've got things such as um, how people are going to respond to returning to work, returning to the office. Is that going to be full time or not? Because that could have an impact on the okay, system. So we're, we're, we're asking questions about that within the yeah. system. Yeah, well, because I think it's going to have an impact on the systems they're going to use, you know, and, 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 and whether or not they can currently support. We've asked questions about whether their systems were able to support them mm. in the transition to lockdown or not. Um, we're asking questions around Brexit and whether or not their systems are going to be able to cope with the changes to the legislation there. Now that, that's going to be fascinating. We, we've had a few situation rooms where we've we've got into just general discussion about a lot of those topics. And obviously that those conversations have been influenced by the particular set of people that we've we've got in the in the discussion at the time. Um, but it'd be interesting to actually see some facts on this. We're, we're mm. guessing that probably uh, there's going to be a lot more working from home. But it'll be nice to see if we can actually demonstrate whether that's 20% more, 50% more, 70% more. Um, Brexit's Absolutely. a fun one as well. We've, we've talked in, in, again in the Situation Room about people that are in, in real tight spots around exporting products and VAT and other people who have no issue at all with Brexit. Um, mm. So it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. Um, we, we've even gone blunt and asked people things around, you know, again, we were talking about it earlier on, is that the pressure from boards and leadership teams to have more um, sophisticated reporting. Mm. But that's still an assumption. Is yes. that actually happening? So um, so I, th I think we feel it will. And often these 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 responses confirm the fact. But we're going to ask those questions, too. You know, are your management team increasingly demand uh, demanding on your on your uh, on your department mm. um so so i you know i'm sure we could ask hundreds and hundreds of questions um uh, and because so many of these come up in these weekly sessions um and we can't uh, ask them all but hopefully yeah. there's a few extra ones in there that are going to bring out some interesting I, I like um, analysis because you, know, you, you listen to the media um news news programs newspapers whatever they love pulling out the sub story that's the exception to the rule and making a lot of fuss about it mm. and and misleading people by, by trying to pretend that everybody's like this extreme example mm. so it'll be lovely to actually have a balanced piece of data well as as balanced yeah. as we can get it within within our, our community so it will and i think as well beyond that um you know there's there was responses last year that came out such as the, the the confusion around cloud software that then made me question well the finance leaders actually care whether it's cloud or not as long as it they can access it remotely um 
and maybe they don't but then At does the that the lead day, on to an even further deeper problem long term and and so these are really interesting questions that we can take away we can look at the answers and then investigate them further in subsequent sessions through the remainder of 2021 to explore them in deeper detail and um I even have um, sort of early thoughts and plans of doing some little breakaway, smaller surveys, maybe polls within the organisation, the community around specific specialist technology and people's experiences mm. with them. And so we'll see how the year the year rolls rolls out. But you know what a what a wonderful uh, resource of people that can give us some really interesting information for the the again other side of the community who are either just moved into a new role and have this exercise on their on their um, to do list uh, to to, um, to address uh, or have known they've needed to embark on this exercise um, for some time now need to do it and don't want to reinvent the wheel and want to learn off their peers. So, um, you know, I so, think this will be a great resource. So the, the mechanics of actually doing the survey, Chris, what do people yep. have to do to take part in it? Well, we'll be um, uh, publish, uh, publishing it on the um, growcfo.net website. Um, well, by the time Hopefully. you can hear this podcast, I believe. Hopefully it's uh, today as you're listening yeah, to Yeah, it podcast. should be today. So um, you and I are recording this a week before the day this, this is released. Where it's not quite there yet, but yeah. yeah. So hopefully it'll all be up and running. You should be seeing it by then. Um, so no doubt we'll be publish, uh, publicising it not only in the Grow CFO community, but outside of the community as well, um, I guess, to encourage people to join in the discussion. Um, and, and no doubt we'll mention it in a number of the sessions that we have to prompt members to complete. Um, and I'm sure you'll circulate it in your um in your newsletters and things that you send around once a week too, so that we can get as many responders as possible. Uh, we had well over a hundred last year. Um, I'd love to. I'd love to um, sort of at I least double it, if not more, about how, uh, this time around. How gross CFO was last year? Mm. And we probably only had four or five hundred members on the portal this time last Quite. year. That, that number has well, it's well over two thousand now. So. You would, you would hope that 100 responses to the survey would, well, it at least it should at least double. Uh, yeah, there's a lot more than that, which, again, gives us a much more representative data sample. If we, exactly if we can get that. information from 200 businesses in the UK about what's going on, that's that's a powerful data set. Um, yeah. So. Is it a, a Google Doc? Is it a Survey Monkey? How does it work? Chris? I believe last year it was certainly on um, Survey Monkey. Um, I believe that is the intention again, um, or a similar brand of yes. uh, other, other survey uh, engines are available. <laughs> are available quite, um, but yes, uh, it, it will be uh, through that medium, I believe. Yeah, and how how long would it take somebody to to go and complete it? Well, at uh, current iteration, uh, we're at 34 questions. So um, most of them are drop down select. They're not um, asking you for your life story and, and, and to come up with something creative. It's which bucket do you fall into? So, um, you know, I would suspect it will take um, people um, no longer than five minutes, certainly, you know, a couple of minutes to five minutes to go through it and complete it. And, you know, we'd be... Uh, I'm very grateful if people would share their experience. I think one thing I'd like to add on that is last year, 
it was clear that some of the responders had had experience with multiple systems over their career. And whilst that information is really valuable, um, this year we're encouraging people just to respond based on their most recent experience, whether yeah. that be um, in uh, their past role because they're not currently employed, they're looking for a new role, um, but they were involved in the project in their last role, um, or whether or not they've moved into a seat um, that already has an incumbent system, but they've been using it for some time. Um, it would also be really interesting to hear their opinions on it. Whilst they might not be able to answer the questions around the implementation element, they'll certainly be able to answer the questions around everything else. And we've tried to add in answers that reflect the fact they weren't involved in the implementation period um, so, so that we can um, uh, split that out in, in the responses that come. But um, yeah, I, I think... Um, that's certainly uh, uh, a way we'd like it to be done this time round, rather than um, here's, here's my experience across all systems, because some people's experiences on, on systems were some years ago and some versions ago were maybe not reflective of uh, the, the current iteration of that software. Mm, yeah. So any thoughts yet about what, we, what we're going to do with the results? How are we going to launch the information that comes back from this, Chris? Is this going to be a yeah. white paper or is it going to be a, an online presentation? What, what, what have you got in mind? Well, those that are currently members of Grow CFO, um, we've just moved over all of the content onto the new website so people can go back and reflect on what we did with the data last time. Um, the first thing Dan put together was um, uh, uh, a white paper, um, what do we call it a solutions array or a magic quadrant or one of those uh, 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 oh, a market we, overview. Oh, uh, as well, who knows? Uh, hopefully they won't sue me if they're listening in. Um, hopefully it's just a cheeky plug for them. But, um, but no, I, I think, you know, people understand what I'm referring to there. And, and certainly that's based on people's responses to the survey. Where did the various software solutions fit? Um, so, and some narrative around that was, was supplied. I then put together a document, which was my observations of the, um, of the survey, which included um, some of the things that we talked about already around you know, the uncertainty around true cloud, etc. Um, and then uh, we also put together a summary of the results, a kind of average response for each supplier. So whilst some of the questions we ask are yes, no answers, others are between one and 10, what do you think? So we were able to um, put the averages out there so people could take a look at all of the different solutions, find out what kind of functionality they offered, uh, as well as the opinion of satisfaction, I suppose, um, of, of the users themselves, which I think is quite a useful document. Um, and then from that as well, it led to the vast majority of sessions that we had through the course of last year, because when we're looking through the responses and identifying things like what are you looking to implement or integrate into your, your uh, technology stack in the next 12 to uh, 12 months to, to, to five years. Well, we tried to lay on 
sessions that talked about some of those um, some of those things, um, you know, like around workflows or around specialist technology, expenses, tools, these sort of things, uh, and as well as more educational sessions that um, I guess uh, demystified some of the uncertainty uh, that, that appeared out of the yeah. I'm certainly looking forward to having you back on the podcast, Chris, and talk about the results in, well, I'm guessing, probably about a month's time. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I guess it depends on how quickly people respond. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, I'd be delighted to, to come back and share the thoughts. We'll certainly run some sessions within the community for those who can um, join to, to talk through the results as well and get an opportunity for people to um, uh, interrogate the results themselves a little bit. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting. So I'm going to put a link to the survey in the show notes, um, which probably means if you're listening to this, you're not a member of Grow CFO, you can come in and take part in it. But uh, to actually get to the results proper, we'll, we'll publish those inside the free part of the community when they're, when they're out. So it's a very good reason to come along and join the free section of Grow CFO. Chris, that's been a really fascinating journey through what's happened in the last 12 months, as well as kicking the survey off. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's been good. Hopefully uh, the results actually back up what, I, what I'm saying and uh, that it has actually played out as I, uh, as I think it has. 